0: of thunder nascar podcast with 105 one of the bulls cruise well it's great to have you back for a new episode of the days of thunder nascar podcast of course we're going to talk about the action and some lack thereof at north wilkesboro but it was a great weekend overall can't wait to dive into it so let's go for it on the days of thunder nascar podcast time now for your race day rewind Well, before I dive too much into this, I just got to say the Craftsman Truck Series race was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. But, you know, the Cup Series making its return to North Wilkesboro for the first time since 1996. It kicked off the action with the All-Star Open. That was 100 laps. Ty Gibbs and his number 54 Toyota started from the pole because they won the pit crew challenge with an insane pit stop. that basically smoked everybody. Michael McDowell was going three wide right at the green flag. I really liked his throwback scheme to Mark Martin and his Folgers days for the number six Ford. Michael was strong all race long. A lot of the cars, though, were really loose. They were slipping and sliding with the sun being out, the competition yellow coming out at lap 45, where Josh Berry took the lead after that caution. There was a huge crash on lap 50 after Noah Gregson hit the inside wall, then shot back up the track in turn four, collecting Todd Gilliland and Ryan Newman in the 51. A lot of those cars were done for the race. With 44 laps to go, Michael McDowell and Justin Haley make contact and hit the front stretch wall. Now, a lot of that was because Ty Gibbs was bumping into the back of McDowell. You know, to me, it was just a racing deal. And that would not be the last we would see of Michael McDowell and Ty Gibbs on the track together. Josh Berry and Ty battling out for the lead with 30 laps to go in the race. And with 23 to go, Ty Gibbs caught up to a lapped Michael McDowell, who not only held up the 54 Toyota, but actually pinched him into the wall. This let Josh Berry get by and take the lead and eventually win the Open. Both Josh and Ty did advance to the main. Noah Gregson, Noah Gregson, however you want to say it, you know, he was involved in that earlier wreck in the race. He actually won the fan vote to advance. Now it was time for the all-star race. 200 laps with 24 drivers on the track. The race was started by Daniel Suarez, who won the pole, and he led a lot of the race. At number 99, Chevrolet was looking pretty good. Ricky Stenhouse and Eric Jones making contact on lap 16. Ricky would spin and almost hit the inside wall. in his number 47, Coca-Cola Chevrolet, but he was able to continue. All the talk, though, Kyle Larson, that number five car was on the rails. He reeled in Daniel Suarez and took the lead on lap 54, and that was all she wrote. Kyle Larson and the number five found victory lane again, not only winning the truck race the night before, but winning the all-star race and scoring $1 million in absolute dominance. You know, Kyle saying it was basically an ass whooping all night long, and that's exactly what it looked like. The results from the all-star race, Kyle Larson coming in first, followed by Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, and Chase Elliott. Now, overall, I thought the weekend was great. I loved all the history and throwbacks. I thought Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the Smith family did a wonderful job making all this possible. So I applaud all them. I thought the crowd was great. The excitement was there. Yes, the all-star race needs improvement with this next-gen car. It was not the best race of the year, but it was an all-star one. They were back at North Wilkesboro. But for me, I'm not going to let that take away from the overall weekend and the excitement for it. Just to see the photos from the track where it was this time last year to where it is now, absolutely incredible. What a massive project that they were able to start and complete on time. But it was great to have the Cup Series back at North Wilkesboro again for the first time since 1996. I mean, as we all know, it was a great atmosphere all weekend, and um, just a, you know, a great job to Marcus and his whole team on on reviving this place and making this you know real. Like I, I don't think we ever thought that it would get to this point. You know, over the All-Star Race when Dale and everybody was here you know cleaning up weeds and cleaning everything to to scan for eye racing. i racing and i don't think any of us thought that the all-star race could be here someday or or a cup series race in general so the the vibe was just amazing um and the race too was uh was quick it was it was fun it was um it made it fun that my car was so good and and um yeah just uh just a great night you know i didn't expect to be be fast at all so um you know cool weekend NASCAR News Now. Well, NASCAR is investigating after someone keyed in on the number 23 Bubba Wallace radio channel after the race and had a derogatory message. A spokesman for 2311 Racing saying that Bubba did not hear the comments or acknowledge them at the time. He already disconnected from the radio. But again, NASCAR is investigating the incident in an attempt to determine who accessed his radio and why and how also. The Kyle Petty Charity Ride Across America announcing that it has raised more than $1.7 million after completing its 27th anniversary ride. This took place April 29th through May 5th. The money raised will benefit the Victory Junction Camp. That is one place I really hope to go to one day and volunteer at. I think that'd be so cool. And speaking of cool, there will be a really nice Interstate Batteries. Number 20 paint scheme on the track for the Coca-Cola 600. Interstate Batteries announcing that it will honor the U.S. military with this special partnership and scheme. If you've not checked it out, be sure to head on over to jsky.com or nascar.com. It is a beautiful car that will be on the track this Sunday. And it sounds like the Xfinity series could be moving to a streaming-only option. NASCAR is talking with several streaming companies, and it sounds like this could be an exclusive for them. One of the bigger names being mentioned is Amazon. And Casey Kane kind of teasing that he would be interested in coming back and racing in the Cup Series. You know, he stepped away in 2018 because his health was not good. He said his body is rusted up now, and he thinks he could give it a good run. Would you like to see Casey Kane back out on the track? Yeah, I'd be a big fan of that. That would be awesome. He's one of my favorite drivers in that number nine Dodge for Ray Everingham. This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Well, it is one of my favorite races of the entire year, the Coca-Cola 600, taking place this Sunday at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Green flag at 6 p.m. on Fox. You can also listen to the race on PRN or Sirius XM. I love the Coca-Cola 600 weekend, not only because it is such a great race, but there's so much love and respect shown for our military on that day. Also, the Indianapolis 500 is also on Sunday before it. So it is a great day for race fans. I feel like my top performers are going to be Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and Joey Logano. My dark horse, Michael McDowell, which I'm not even sure if you can call him a dark horse anymore. He's had such a great run the last couple years, and it's great to see him doing that. But I'm going to go with him for my dark horse. I feel like he's going to have a great race on Sunday. Well, thanks for joining me for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to keep up with all things NASCAR and this podcast at the Days of Thunder Facebook page. Just type that in. Be sure to give us a like and a follow. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the races. Again, Indianapolis 500 and Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday. We're going to talk about it next week on the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. More machines. Thanks for listening to Cruise and the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.